But anyway, so I can make a I can make a really good case. I promise you. Like I mean, I'm talking about like laying it down biblically, like showing you the passages where the churches get it wrong. Anyway, hello, hey everybody. <laughs> this is the Lost Out Podcast. I've been uh, I've been bouncing around on topics before we even get this going. So go ahead and introduce your yourselves, and then I'll tell us what we're talking about. Yeah, right. go ahead. It's all you hey, do. It's chill, bro. We're just talking. Introduce myself. How though? No, just talk. say your name. Like I'm just I'm happy to be here, dude. Like, all right, my name's Justin. Over here at the Owl Podcast. Is that what you said? Lost Owl Podcast. Oh. Yeah, dude. Right, These are my new guests. My new guests. <laughs> I honestly, dude, I always just say McGee, but I mean, you can do, you can use you can use whatever name. It's so why I usually just, I'm just like, should I introduce them or let them introduce themselves? Because some people are like, I don't want to put my whole name out there, dude. Like, because I mean, especially when we're talking about contentious things. So, but um. I know that uh, Justin and his wife, beautiful wife, mm-hmm. she's munching over here, dude. <laughs> we almost have three guests, dude. She's, you're like, you're, you're getting close. You're getting yeah. close. She's pregnant. It's a boy, you said, right? I never asked it. I feel like an a-hole, dude. <laughs> I never asked, like, is it a boy or a girl? I was just like, ah, she knows. <laughs> It'll be all right. But what well, we were talking about, like, uh, like, like boys and children and stuff like that. Did you pick a name, by the way? Yeah, we're naming him Carson. Carson, that's a cool name. I like that. I don't hear I don't hear that a lot. I've never. I don't think I've ever met a Carson before. Props to Unique. I've never mm-hmm. met a male Carson, just a female Carson. I guess you're right. I can't think of anybody that. I mean, I guess yeah, if they're a male, I haven't think about that. But I still don't know. I don't know anybody named Carson, so that's good as far as uniqueness goes. I've only met one other trend in my life, and he was a douche. And every <laughs> every movie I ever watched that has a trend in it, it's always a douche. He's like he's like the Chad. I'm like I swear I'm not a Chad. <laughs> so Justin's inside uh, this. Uh, he's taking a philosophy class right now, and they're it's it's challenging to the extent of it gets you and makes it helps you think. It's you're supposed to think about what is your philosophy and what is like. I got, from what you've told me, it seemed like you were trying to say like they're they're challenging you to be able to think about. Like, what is your philosophy and what is the right philosophy? And then be able to understand other philosophies. So you were talking about the Socratic method, and there, you, I guess you were going through the history of Socrates, Socrates, however you want to um, pronounce that. Um, his history is actually really dope. Um, I, can probably, I can probably go into it of when he was put to death and how that all worked. The poison, right? Well, he was Socrates. It was was it Socrates, Socrates that, that no, no, no. I think that I don't. I don't remember how he was put to death actually, but I know that he was put to death and he was given like six months to decide to leave, um, because he would always tell the truth and he would listen to this thing that was called the daemon. He called it the daemon. So I guess some people would call it the conscious, the conscient, the consciousness, or not consciousness. Sorry, the conscience. My conscience. Um, and then other people would, would say it would be like the Holy Spirit that was speaking to you. Um, it's like, you know, what you're doing is actually wrong when you do it. Right. So, and you've heard people say, I've heard a lot of people come out and say, well, no, that's not necessarily the case because I, if I steal something and I steal it for a good cause, like Robin Hood level, I don't think that stealing is wrong. That's a, that's an extenuated circumstance that's different. I was like, no, they know that it's wrong. They just, they just justify it. Yeah. 
So there's still a part of you that knows something is wrong fundamentally. And that's what he listened to. And he always said that when it came to like lying, when it came to um, people of prominence inside of society that were like committing adultery and all that, they would ask his advice on things. They would ask his, his philosophy on things and he would tell the truth and they wouldn't like it because they wanted to have a smart man to, uh, to validate what they were doing. The deal is like something my dad said. I thought it was like the most, the smartest thing I ever heard. He said, if you have to question why, some, if something is good or right, then you're most likely wrong. Yeah. Like if you have to be like, was I right in this? It's like, eh, there's probably at least a percentage of what you did that's wrong or else you wouldn't even question it. You know, and then we could go further into talk about the morality, where people base the morality versus you know nurture and nature, and we can go into all those nuances. But I think fundamentally, people have this kind of natural moral law across culturally that like is a lot of the times articulated in like the Ten Commandments: don't kill, don't steal, you know, don't do all these things. Like I just swallowed really hard into the mark into the mic. Oh, dude, it doesn't matter. Get, <laughs> you gotta get back in there. Gotta get back in there. So, what were the questions that you had? You said you had a project or something. So, one was a solo project, and then another one was a group project. The group project, yeah. Yeah. So we were tasked to have an individual and group project where we talk about the pros and cons, and pretty much your like feel on the subject. And I chose. Well, we chose for the group project legalization of marijuana. And then for my individual project, I chose abortion. Nice. How many other ones were there? Oh, on the list? Yeah. Yeah. What was the so list? So there was roughly about 15. And then. Oh, wow. You could choose another topic. You can make it your own. But it had to fit the uh, criteria. Criteria. Mm -hmm. Like it had to have a left and a right. And then, uh, and then your standpoint. So. Yeah, it had to have some kind of opposition to where you had people at the extremities that were like either super for or super against. Yeah. That makes sense. So let's start with legalization of marijuana. Where's your stance, man? <laughs> I think it should be legalized everywhere. Now, how would you argue for it? Uh, not only for, or there is a health reasons like uh, for cancer patients, mm -hmm. stuff like that, and then like pain, but also... I think it might be more healthier than drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that we already have medicinal marijuana that you can be prescribed. Mm -hmm. So the legalization aspect is the legalization to where it can be used recreationally. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I could be wrong when it comes to maybe, maybe some, maybe some States have medical marijuana, like not allowed, but I don't really know that. So I'm not going to try to say, well, I, Everywhere you can go to a doctor and get prescribed medical yeah. use. Yeah, I haven't really looked into it recently, but yeah. I'd say maybe a year back, a couple of states. Yeah, and I think recently, my home state Illinois mm -hmm. got recreational use. Yeah, or medicinal use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I think on this to try to go for the fours first because like we both, we're both on the same page where I don't really don't see an issue. But to, mm -hmm. to make an argument for legalization of marijuana across the do federally and in the states, um, across the board, um, I tried to, because the only closest thing that you could, that you could get to, because it's not a hallucinogen, so it doesn't do anything crazy to you. Um, 
it's the closest thing to that that would be anything like um, that would change your mindset or frame of mind in a, in a sense that's closest to that would be alcohol and you brought that up yeah um, alcohol causes a lot more deaths than anything like it really was like and we had it we had a prohibition it didn't work out because once it's out there people are going to use it mm-hmm. you know and then i mean i know that other people are going to make a case it was like oh well so is cocaine and so is methamphetamines but the the rate of people that actually use those hard drugs that actually do kill you at a much higher rate than alcohol because you can alcohol has never been if you abuse it then yes it can hurt you but here's the other thing marijuana there's no evidence there's no evidence at all that overuse of marijuana has any detrimental effect to your health yeah but and alcohol that's not the case yeah that's true and there's also motor skills under alcohol being drunk is a significantly higher likelihood of you being like immobile to an extent than if you were smoking marijuana so if that's the line and we have alcohol that's completely legalized up to the up to a certain age obviously 21 and up then why don't we have marijuana what's the why are we holding it back exactly and that's where we kind of get into like the conspiracy theory thing i'm thinking what is far what is big pharma thinking about man like why are they trying to make this to where it's it's not legal maybe it has additional because i've heard a lot of it, like if it's being able to dish out a, like you don't see alcohol being dished out medicinally per, through prescriptions no no but why are we seeing medicinal marijuana if it doesn't have any utility in the medical field yeah because nine out of ten times you get prescribed something and there's a long list of side effects like drowsiness uh all those sorts of things yeah but but marijuana has been it's essentially it's completely natural so they want and then they want to like uh like really point out the flaws in marijuana but there's a lot of flaws in all the drugs prescribed to you so there's a lot of flaws in alcohol too yeah bunch of flaws what you got I personally think that if they legalize marijuana um, a, a big pro would be a lot of the prison systems that have people who have nonviolent crimes with just like a gram of weed not trafficking you know but (laughs) they just get pulled over with a gram of weed on them or you know not a lot and then they end up having to spend 10 to 15 years in prison because they got pulled over with a joint um i think that is a pro because they would then have to exonerate those people because it's legal Mm -hmm. what they did was not anything wrong um but I think uh, marijuana does slow down your cognitive abilities. Um, so I think there still should be laws in place for like driving while you're smoking marijuana, working while you're smoking, using heavy machinery. Age. Mm-hmm. Age. Because it still does slow down your cognitive abilities, just like alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I think if people were using it and driving and doing things like that, there would be a lot more you would see a lot more of accidents happening even though it's legal. So that's my take on that. I just was thinking about it. Yeah, so my idea, whenever I had a conversation about this a long time ago, and I've, I've had multiple conversations about, over it, I, I, my, my idea would always be mirror the laws that we have for alcohol at the, mm-hmm. at the, exactly. at the minimum. 
you know, or the maximum. Like, that's fine. Just mirror them. It's like, yes, you can do, you know, you can smoke marijuana. That's fine. Completely legal. Um, can't drive with it. If you get pulled over, you'll get basically driving under the influence, mm-hmm. a DUI. And um, if and you'd have the exact same convictions that you would have under that in the legal system. Mm-hmm. It's no different than alcohol. In fact, I think that it's actually less than uh, at, at its uh, detriment than alcohol would be, but it's a good starting point. Just legalize it to where you can use it medicinally, uh, not medicinal, well, more than medicinally, but actually recreationally. And they have done that in a few states, but completely legalizing it, I don't know why they haven't done that already. Probably because it's like, it's not as big an issue. It's not like it's not it's not hurting anybody to keep it. I mean, well, then again, you just brought up the legal system as well. Yeah, and I did just talk about that. So they think it's a non-issue, but it is a big issue. Like for instance, Kamala Harris put in like thousands of people behind bars for marijuana possession, mm-hmm. and then laughed about it. Um, after she said she did. After she said she did it, and then listened to Snoop Dogg when <laughs> she was in college, which wasn't even out. Like Snoop Dogg wasn't even like making music back then, um, yeah. So it's like completely disingenuous. Now we're getting into politics, baby. Let's go. <laughs> in my uh, home city mm-hmm. or hometown, I guess they were trying out these like. Do you remember how in high school maybe they gave you these drunk goggles to put on so you could see what drunk feels like? Yeah. Well, they uh, they now made these high goggles to see how it feels to be driving after you have smoked and. I just seen on Facebook the other day that the city of like East Moline, where I'm from, they're trying out these goggles so that they can look for like points to pull people over when they're driving high. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing like that's helping they're them. Drive a lot slower too. Yeah, like it's not really. <laughs> it's it's a lot different than from my experience. Well. I don't know if I should say that, but... Uh, no, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, from uh, my experience... Of they only know you by Justin, man. You're good. Uh, <laughs> Justin who? But, uh, yeah, from my experience of trying both, driving, even if it wasn't far, but <laughs> uh, you definitely drive slower and more, like, you're basically more paranoid mm-hmm. when you're driving with the use of marijuana, but uh, rather than recklessly and fast yeah because the deals i'm trying to think about the the psychological relevance to what or i guess the mental and like the neurobiological um effects that marijuana has Mm. versus alcohol so i know anecdotally that alcohol lowers your inhibitions and so you tend to make more risks that's why they call that like whenever you're trying to talk to a girl it's like oh we'll go out like go to a party with her and then like drink so that you can actually ask her out because you're too you're too paranoid too you're shy. too shy yeah you're too like you know not confident but you'll become more confident you don't actually become more confident it's just that your inhibitions the things that are holding you back your paranoia that you have um which could be completely correct you know it's like hey i just don't want to be in this awkward situation and speaking you'll be able to have more of a confidence because your inhibitions are lowered which is yeah. a sign of confidence when you have lowered inhibitions when it comes to making taking risks and that dramatically drops whenever you're drinking alcohol um for good or for ill obviously but most of the time you talk to people that go out and drink heavily um they always say i made so many mistakes well it's because you didn't have you, you numbed that part of you that was the risk conscious. yeah that 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 uh, that 
diversion of risk that are held you accountable and made sure that you wouldn't take unnecessary and undue risks that were going to be to your detriment. You dropped that. And then you also had to factor in an alcohol that your, your, your innate emotional state before you start drinking. And then as you're drinking is going to be heightened. So if you're already angry when you're drinking, you're going to be heightened. It's going to, it's Mm -hmm. going to increase. And then if you're depressed, then you drink, it's not going to make you feel better. But people don't people don't understand that is uh, w- with the actual studies that I've read. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I also said just a little caveat on that, not to segue, but um, people have said, well, well, you know, tequila makes me do this or whiskey <laughs> makes me do this or beer makes me do this. Yeah. Um, that's actually completely false. Really? It's, yeah, it is. Um, because it's actually, it's just the alcohol content and how fast you actually drink the alcohol. Is it like memory? It's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that it's your actual mental perception of that's what it's going to do yeah. will affect how it actually affects you. Like I drank this one, my, like, yeah, see, like it I drank, is the placebo. Effect. I drank this one, my ex did this and I got mm-hmm. mad or whatever. So then whenever you drink that, or like, oh, that made me mad. Kind of like blame whatever you had drank on that. Yeah. Blame it on the alcohol. Yeah. But, uh, exact. There is a, there's a, there's a, there's a, that's an element of that. I think definitely is like when it comes to like skirting responsibility. Um, but I think the main people is like, Oh yeah, well I'm going to, I drink tequila because tequila makes my clothes fall off. Yeah, that's exactly it's like, well, I started drinking tequila <laughs> under the, under the, like, this is what I want to happen. Yeah. I want to lower my inhibitions to allow that to happen, to allow myself to do that. So it's not the tequila, because if you drink wine, I could be just as you know promiscuous and you know just yeah. as hateful as if I was drinking whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's no, there's there's no correlation there. And so that was really interesting to me to find out because I actually talked to somebody. They actually said that it's like, oh, tequila makes me wild, and it's like, but if I drink wine, I'm chill. I was like, it's actually your mind that's telling you that that's the way it is. Because yeah. in reality, you're just messed <laughs> up. So, but I don't, that, that effect, that kind of, that kind of stuff is the same thing. It's not the same with, with, uh, with marijuana. It's not the same. Yeah, it's like you said, it I doesn't mean, lower your inhibitions. It may actually heighten I've actually your, heard of uh, people saying that different strains of weed, mm-hmm. different, like, I want to say types maybe. Will make them do different stuff well, like yeah well, well yeah like the better grade of weed you have the higher you get but some people say like i can't remember what does what but like let's say sativa makes you do this and then a different strand makes you do that like more calm more energized more like looking around seeing what's going on stuff like that yeah, I don't know anything about that. I'll be honest. I mean, I just know like I guess the the baseline of like the major of what marijuana use actually does. I mm-hmm. guess on the average or on the median um, yeah. in general. But I don't know about the, all the nuance. I didn't know there's different strains or ways that you can grow it. Or I mean, that could be also throwing in like lacing. Yeah, you throw a little bit mm-hmm. of coke inside your blunt. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. might be a little bit we'll more hype. A little, yeah, a little hype. All we gotta <laughs> do is just call it a name, you know, like Cosmic yeah. Boom or something like yeah. that. And it's like, oh, it's actually laced with a little bit of coke. That's why I'm actually getting a little high on this time, <laughs> you know. So um, a, a little, little bit more like up, up and upper instead of a downer. I don't know. But I mean, yeah. I've, I've heard people lacing things, which I guess it would be another legal thing that they could probably bring up, which you could use as an opposition. It's like, yeah, well, when people start making it, 
the fun foundationally people will be like thinking they're smoking weed but there's going to be people that are trying to sell it that are going to lace it with just a little bit of coke and methamphetamine mm-hmm. it could be a nice way of people actually breaking the law that's that should be up to the legal system because you know i don't yeah I mean, yes but that's if you have people that are actually actively testing things they have to pass like the fda you know it would to probably be regulated just like yeah what's the korean drink that they regulate soju or it's unregulated so soju soju. Soju. Right. soju is unregulated like they have like yeah. green caps and like red caps mm. and yeah. one of them is regulated and one of them is not so they're like hey whatever you get is what you get yeah but i feel it's, like back to like the marijuana thing i feel like you give an inch and they take a mile which i don't know which side i'm really on on this marijuana thing legalization wise like I'm still on edge mm-hmm. because yeah like it was fun to smoke but I definitely seen bad things happen but I've also seen way more things happen when drinking mm-hmm. so but I feel like if they legalized it and then they're like oh they legalized it so let's just add like you said let's just add a little bit of coke or let's just add a little bit of this to it yeah like and then they're like, oh, it's just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And the next thing you know, it comes this like big monster of not just weed, but weed laced with something like really bad. So, yeah, I could, I could, I would see that and I would agree with you. Cause there's but, different types of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's like, oh, we should legalize beer. But then you get something like Spiritus or what's it, what's it called back in the States? Where it's like a, really really potent drink yeah I can't remember I Everclear it starts with an A Everclear oh yeah okay. yeah so Everclear the and then it's like Everclear. okay I think I was talking about Adsynth oh um, yeah yeah that too yeah. it's just like one extreme or one little thing to an extreme mm-hmm. but it's all under the same category of like alcohol you know yeah but people have never died from like cause you can die from like an overdose well, of alcohol uh, PCP spice. Yeah. Those are synthetic marijuana that they sell now, like at gas stations. Seriously, because it's, it's not, it doesn't have any THC in it, but whatever it has in it, it makes people like throw up blood. Wow. Yeah, like bath salts and stuff like that. Or is that different? But spice I, is it's, it's it's synthetic. So I think that I think that you're. Cane. I see. I kind of see what you're yeah. saying when it comes to K two. I kind of see what you're saying when it comes to. Um, well, give them an inch, take, they'll take a mile. Mm-hmm. People are already doing that, though. Yeah. And so true. if you have, like, it to where, okay, it's legalized, now we get to regulate it. Um, instead of just throwing people in jail for owning it, um, this kind of black market selling of it is allowing all of that lacing and, and all that stuff to happen. But once it's regulated and you have a receipt of where you actually got it... Um, you know, then you can say, "Hey, I got it here," and then that that could be, cause an investigation. It's like I didn't actually know that this was lace. If it was lace, and then they would be mm-hmm. able to regulate it that way. It's like, okay, we're going to legalize this, but we encourage you to to actually have a receipt so that if we ever, if you ever get pulled over or ever get stopped by any police, they can, yeah, you know, if they if they te- have to end up drug testing you, then you can actually say you bought it from here, and then you can have, some type of like, plead us. Yeah, you'd have like you know. I'm basically I had no idea. So you can't that just say I had that. I don't know, man. Someone laced my weed, but 
like somewhere in the car you got like a gram of coke like sitting under the seat or something yeah you're like oh okay yeah I something to say like hey there, we've man. tested this batch in this like little lot number mm-hmm. and what we tested and printed out and put on this like let's say jar or something of yeah. weed has been tested to not have any anything else other than marijuana and maybe like a little in small words like if you get caught with some or any other substance other than this then it's basically your fault so you could also for the pros for it uh the argument for your like group discussion you could also throw in the economic aspect yeah the taxing of it. of it the taxing and uh op- op- opportunities to open up your own business yeah so if you wanted to grow manufacture and then sell yeah that's then that's more jobs right and right now we need more jobs than anything exactly and that's so, the crazy part and then you have to ask you'd be able to ask people like what is the moral problem because if you want to get on the moral argument so the best way to do it is to break it down economic utility what's the what's the it would it be a detriment to the economics to economics or would it be a positive for economics all right and then you could be like okay what what's the moral argument for and what's the moral argument against Mm -hmm. so you're breaking things down because everyone always comes at something some way. So if I'm having a political discussion, or I'm actually having, a, a, better yet, I'm having a theological discussion for the case for Christianity, and I say, well, I, I can never um, follow a God that would that, that would ask Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, right? It's like because no n- no deity worth its salt would ever ask them to do something so crazy. And I was like, that's a moral argument because it's like you by your moral standard. God is detestable and wrong. So you see what I'm saying? It's not about the evidence of there being a deity being the thing that holds you back. So mm-hmm. a lot of other atheists that I'll talk to, they'll be like, "Well, it just seems delusional to me because if if it was if he was real, we'd have scientific evidence of that." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, well, we have a lot of evidence that that like scientific. I think if you follow in like archaeology and you follow in." Um, multitudes of you know eyewitness testimony that is documented around that time um, for Jesus actually rising from the dead, which is the main, the main crux of Christianity. But anyway, there's <laughs> people will, will believe what they want to believe, but to actually find the evidence for it. So when it comes to when it comes to weed, when it comes to that, okay. So how, does it? How much does it negatively affect people? Is there a positive effect that it has if it was legalized? And being able to find the, what's the negative and what's the positive here, and then do the pros outweigh the cons, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I haven't really gotten into like the pros or the pros, because in a way, like without scientific pro, uh, proving, I feel like I have enough pros in my mind, like without sources and everything. Yeah. But I really try to pay or I'm going to try to pay attention to the cons first because I'm pro it I'm pro for it right now so I want to look at the cons first and see yeah. if they can change my mind from what I already know of marijuana yeah and then I'm going to go to the pros and that could just either boost either boost boost my uh knowledge of like how I think or or just change your mind yeah yeah just change my mind and that's and that's a good thing that's what we need it's that's critical thinking because I want to see if, like, what I've been thinking this whole time is true or if it was just me thinking it was this because I enjoyed smoking in my pastime, like, prior. 
Yeah. So, See, I don't really care any, either way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really. I mean, it's like, not. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a hill I'm willing to die on, dude. Like yeah, for the next sixteen or so years, it won't really matter to me. So yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like it's fine. Like whatever. So. I think that it would be really interesting to look at. Um, you could look at all. I mean, I know a lot of people said it's like, oh well, um, weed makes people lazy. Yeah. And I think that's more anecdotal than it is actual evidence for that, um, because that's more media that has actually perpetuated that. Yeah, that depends on the the drive of the person who's mm-hmm. in taking that. Yeah. Drug. Because I mean, you could look at Joe Rogan. I mean, he's like the he's the most mainstream weed smoker that we know of. That's actually been out there. His workout's pretty intense from what I hear. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to deal with it going to Texas because I don't think they have any kind of weed laws that are for it. I mean, oh. he's been in California, but now he's moving to Texas. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's like California's dead, dude. <laughs> we can get on politics here in a little bit, but I'm just saying it's yeah. uh, really interesting that uh, he's a super advocate for, for weed, and he's uh, he's moving to Texas, which is, I'm like, I don't know how that would work. Maybe he just has like... He just like set up his own like autonomous zone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've heard of Texas being known for build a really big house for cheap. So, oh yeah, maybe Texas. he's gonna build like a huge house for like average price. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be with like if if he records himself. Like you can never yeah. have cops, but I don't think that cops would even go there. But who knows, you know? Oh, I, you're talking about like him smoking. Yeah, if he smokes on podcasts yeah. and he lives I mean, in Texas, and they can just come to his house and be like, "You already just gave us evidence. You threw it all over the deal," <laughs> and then they can charge him. But I mean, he's like a millionaire. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's almost like That's what I it's almost crazy about. because maybe him moving to Texas will have them pass actual yeah, like, really, like you know, legalized legalization of recreational use of marijuana. When I think of like marijuana, I think of Snoop. he's super driven. Like, yeah, I think of like Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, just like the, because I enjoy rap, but like rap stars who smoke on the daily wherever they go, mm-hmm. and uh, I lost my train of thought. No, I started petting the cat. Like Wiz Khalifa, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, like they just they're very open oh, about. Oh yeah, so what, when they're going to concerts, going everywhere, you see these music videos of them at the concert, even way back when before legalization was like in certain states was a thing they were always smoking it's like you're not really going to stop someone who's got this money just say hey please stop smoking because they're just going to pay the fines or whatever yeah because they know that there's no there's nothing wrong with it it's, yeah. not, it's not hurting anybody they're not hurting anybody in fact I'm ne- I've seen a lot of people die I mean let, let's look at all, a- all the ARIs that we've had in Masawa since we got here yeah right that's alcohol-related incidents. By the way, my opinions does not reflect the opinions of the U.S. Air Force or military in at all. Um, people will get busted in fights. All always drunk. How many fights have I? I've not. I, it's rare that I've ever seen a fight with someone without any. Hey, do chill. <laughs> without any kind of like alcohol-related. Yeah. Uh, it's always no one sober has ever fought around me. Yeah. Uh, it's always been when people are drinking but how many people or actions that happened when they were drinking but yeah. they're fighting about it now because exactly it's yeah. called because of it's alcohol man because alcohol and so and then look at that but but look at that on the flip side how many people that you know that smoked weed that actually smoked marijuana i've gotten into fights while they were on marijuana honestly i can 
I can't even think of any. I can't think of they any. They would just, like, maybe, like, say a couple words to each other and then be like... Man, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I don't believe you. Whatever. And then yeah. they'll just... It's just... Maybe when they're sober again, they'll talk about it again, but... But more, you're more open. It's yeah. like it, 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 it actually opens up your... Like, you have... You're, like, almost higher in trade openness whenever yeah. you're smoking alcohol... Like, uh, smoking marijuana. You, like... I almost want to say you think more properly. Like... Man, this ain't gonna do anything right now. Let's do it later. If I think I need to later. Yeah, which could I mean, which could be a, a, an attribute that that would be a good negative argument is like people uh, that does attribute to potential laziness. It's yeah. like when someone I'm really stressed out, I'm just gonna smoke a bowl and then I'm just gonna chill, and then well, yeah. then you end up putting off what you actually have anxiety over, which the reason why you have that kind of anxiety is because you have something that you should be doing. Yeah, and that's so. True. I can see that, but that's why we, we still have regular, like, you, we can't smoke when we're at work, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, we can't drink when we're at work, obviously. Um, you shouldn't be able to smoke while you're at work. You shouldn't be able, like, when you're on your off time, that's your life. That's your, you can choose to do whatever you want. But alcohol is no different in that aspect, too. Because if I am stressed out about stuff, I'll drink, and I'll usually get more stressed, or I just won't care. It's a, it's a toss-up. Yeah, when I was in uh, New Mexico, Holloman Air Force Base, mm-hmm. I was talking to. I can't remember what Air Force they were. I think maybe German Air Force. No. What's that? No, Saudi was at Shepherd. Did I say Shepherd? I meant Holloman. If yeah, Holloman. But uh, yeah, you said Holloman. I was at Holloman, and someone, some other country's Air Force was there, and they were talking about how you can smoke weed while you're in their Air Force, but you have to have this many days of leave before you join. And I can't remember what. Oh, yeah, it was the Canadian Air Force. Okay. Maybe, maybe. But uh, a lot of them were saying, yeah, when my wife had our kid and I had this, like, uh, paternity leave and they, like, added some additional leave on top of it, they could smoke for a couple weeks and then... As long as they were, like, clean before they went, like, a certain amount of days before going back to work, then they were good. Yeah. Because it does, I mean, it does stay in your system longer. Yeah, it depends. There's, like, certain things like uh, fat in your body. If you're new to smoking it, it'll get out pretty quickly, typically. And then, obviously, if you smoked it for a couple weeks every day a couple times a day then it's going to be in your system longer but there's like certain factors to it that then no one knows yeah i mean i mean the i guess the scientific community the medical community it's knows fat. Yeah. yeah it's just storing your fat so typically a lot of people hit the sun a lot stuff like that just trying to just trying to skirt sweat it, it out yeah get it out <laughs> that's the thing is i just don't i don't see and I would love to like hear like opposition for it. Like I just don't see other than the perception of negative effects. Yeah. I don't see any proven negative effects yeah, that's, that it has. That's what like a lot of uh pot smokers think. They're like you theoretically prove a lot of like or not theoretically, but like scientifically prove a lot of pro facts for it. But when you talk about these con fact like against facts they're just thoughts 
of yeah. like people that are higher up, but they're not scientists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's more politics. It's more politics. Media. Politic political people are saying, oh, they smoke this, so they're bad. But, yeah, you want your kid to be a pothead? Yeah, no one wants your kid to be a pothead. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're never gonna legalize that. You know? Yeah, so I don't want my kid to be an alcoholic either, you asshole. Yeah, really. You know, but no one hey, ever talks about that. They might they, have a few commercials saying, "Don't drink and drive," but you never really see commercials saying, "Oh, marijuana may reduce the pain in your whatever." Like liver, it'll cause liver damage. Like that. Yeah, yeah. alcohol will. That's for sure. <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, overuse of alcohol. What overuse have you ever heard? A like medical pro of alcohol none that's like yeah so the fact that there's pros of marijuana but they want to kind of shame them by talking about the cons of them is just I could see just conspiratorially conspiracy theory time I could see them like big pharma saying like do not like lobbying for it like lobbying mm-hmm. for don't actually legalize it completely federally because if you do then we're we're losing that as far as our our patents and our, our medical yeah, issues because people that could actually have a treatment that they can do on their own recreationally that actually helps them medically then they don't have never going to go to the doctor because they don't need it because problem yeah. solved all right i can already just i can just get a prescription yeah. yeah but i feel like they say med- medicinal is like really good like marijuana like you go to let's say colorado or something California, right? Yeah, California. California, Colorado. You go in there and you're like, yeah. oh, say you're from some small town. They're like, your friend's like, oh, this is from Colorado, dude. And you're like, no way. And then you pay yeah. like way more than it should be just yeah. because Colorado, California. And if they legalize it, let's just say it comes from Colorado, California, then everyone's like, oh, I'm not paying for this. This is everywhere. You know? Mm-hmm. It's got that like new outsource or whatever yeah but I mean if you wanted to have like things that actually that were good that was actually created really really well you would increase in like competition to increase competition would mean to allow people to open more businesses to actually regulate like you know with regulation open more businesses to get better product right and as long as the product actually reaches a certain as long as you know the levels like you know like we have that kind of alcohol thing it's like well you blew a point whatever whatever like there's levels of intoxic and in, in, intoxicated levels yeah so what about weed is there like an intoxicated level i don't even know yeah that's like, i i haven't looked that far into it but yeah i remember seeing somewhere where they talked about oh your blood all right cool well that's alcohol as well i mean they take it from your breath but it's blood alcohol content mm-hmm. so how are they gonna? I would have to prick a finger. Yeah, just a prick oh, the finger. Like, okay. I was gonna say, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait, what is a breath? Oh, that's a breathalyzer. That's a breathalyzer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just having a blah moment. <laughs> well, there's like, there's something that like diabetics use that like, yeah. you can get that. What is that? Is like a blood pressure thing or like, a, what does it do? A blood sugar levels? Yeah, yeah. So you prick your finger and it scans it. It's like super easy now. It's like such a small little prick now. They can use that. Am I doing that? And I would like cringe. I was like eight, eight years old, and I would cringe because she'd like prick her finger, and then she'd have to like hold a piece. Of, I mean, 
when you're older, your thin's blooder or <laughs> your blood's thinner. Your blood's yeah. thinner, right? I could think so. Yeah, or, lo- lower on iron. Yeah, everyone to start becoming more anemic. Things are breaking down. Everything's breaking down. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm going downhill. For those things, oh yeah, you just swipe, <laughs> and then you like swipe your finger over. Uh, it's yeah. like a strip, and then you pop it in the machine, and it reads your blood sugar. So I'm sure mm-hmm. they can easily bank one to read the tubes. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're I able mean, to do it with beer, like alcohol. Yeah. Technology is so advanced. I don't know how they don't have a cure for like COVID right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> well, they—I mean, they—they they talked about. I mean, not really. I mean, we can segue to anything, man. Honestly, <laughs> I don't care, dude. Like, so they—they. They, all the frontline doctors came out not all of them but like a, a, a really well known good frontline doctors came out and said that they were treating people with hydroxychloroquine and zinc and then some other chemical or, or medical element mm-hmm. paired together is how they usually treated malaria and it actually worked well they had similar effects and it's like and they said that they treated all these people 97% of them that had actual like bad cases of coronavirus within like the next week they just let them go because they were perfectly fine so but then you see like the you know the media saying they bashed like one of the doctors saying that she was like some kind of crazy witch doctor or whatever when she was working out there and bashed her when she wasn't the only one that was talking but still the media was all like, oh, well, Trump's, Trump came out and said hydroxychloroquine because he saw that. He knows the doctors. He was talking like, what can we do to try to fix it? We already had it. I believe that we already have ways of actually dealing with it. It's just that it's all about the money, man. If you can have like a cure-all, got the vaccine, whatever company comes out with that vaccine is like Bill Gates. Was that, not Bill Gates. Was it, was it Bill Gates saying that he was going to create the vaccine? We got the vaccine, yeah, boys. Doctor, uh, like Doctor Fauci. Yeah, like they want. We want to wait till we have a vaccine. We don't, like we don't have to have a vaccine. We already have treatments that actually help. Yeah. The ventilator is the last line of defense, and it doesn't actually really help you that much. I mean, it hasn't because if you ha- you get so bad to the point you need a ventilation system, like you're basically just screwed. Sorry, but hydroxychloroquine and zinc, and then this other chemical, which I keep remember forgetting its name, or I can't pronounce it anyway. All those three actually had good results. But with the media that, shut it down. The World Health Organization was like, they basically stopped, like, people who actually used high. Hydroxychloroquine, it's fine. Yes. It's a hard word to say. It took me a while. Took people me a while. who actually used that drug to, like, uh, for other health problems, they wouldn't, they stopped prescribing it. The World Health Organization and the CDC made it where doctors were not allowed to prescribe it. Yeah, they weren't allowed to get it anymore, so they yeah. stopped distribution of it. People because they want to make it. money, dude. The World Health Organization is owned by China anyway, essentially. Yeah. They were not supposed to be, but they're getting a lot of their funding from China. And so they shut they shut that down. Um, but the CDC, man, it's it, it inevitably all comes to politics and money. Uh, and mm-hmm. it sucks to say that because it's such a pessimistic way of looking at it. But we already had what we needed. We already had it. It's just that they they destroyed it on the media, and they said to some person like something that was spelt similar to hydroxychloroquine, which is actually like basically rat poisoning or fish yeah. cleaner. Took it and then blamed Trump for saying like everyone should just take hydroxychloroquine. Prescribe it. Don't just go into your bottom cabinet and grab fish cleaner and be like that sounds like hydroxychloroquine. I'm gonna eat it. It's like no. 
Like, don't. A lot of people think they have that. cures for like cancer and stuff too, but they don't want you to know about that because they make so much money off, off of chemo. chemotherapy. Yeah, which I have no doubt. I don't know everything about that. I have no doubt. No, but that often from it. But you see, well, that often, yeah. But you do see, like, rich people, like, pass away from cancer, or even. Yeah, we just had well, like Chadwick Bowman. Yeah, Black Bowman. Panther man. Yeah, I'm he not saying passed. it doesn't happen. I'm saying that it happens a lot less often because they have more money for uh, healthcare. At least treatment. Yeah. I think I don't know. They how last. Much maybe they don't. Maybe they don't cure it. Yeah. But they at least last longer than the normal patient because they can afford the treatments, and yeah, they can just yeah. afford the treatment. And, Chemotherapy can cost as much as $65,000 a month. Yep. And if you don't have insurance, man, like, you're you're basically just going to die. <laughs> I would just, I would just honestly say, say my farewell, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I might. It might be different in the situation, but 65000 a month and then looking at the statistics... Chemo is actually very painful too. Because leaving yeah, that leaving just, that debt on my family, yeah. I don't know. Well, the radiation doesn't just kill the bad cells; mm-hmm. it kills the good, all, cells. good ones too. So it's just you're trying to see how far you can go within the chemo to where is chemo going to kill you or is cancer going to kill you? So it's like if we yeah. can kill the cancer before uh, chemo kills you first, then chemotherapy works. But that's the only thing that they could think of that they can actually do. Um, I mean, I did. I do know that Trump has something to where it's like uh, specifically for COVID, but I think we'll, it, which it affects everything. It's a uh, right to choose. So um, I think that's what it was called. So any experimental drugs, if that's like, like the hospitals won't be liable if you say if they say, well, they had this experimental thing. You say like, yes, I want to try that because my likelihood of, of dying is basically like I got a twenty percent chance to live or in like a you know. 70, uh, 80% chance of dying but with this experimental thing that's not fully fleshed out and hasn't been FDA approved yet mm-hmm. I could give that a shot which for what they're saying based off of their studies um, is that I probably would have like a 60% chance of survival and then a 40% chance of dying well that's significantly increased my chances so I guess I would very much like to choose that even well, though yeah. it's experimental other than like just straight up dying over time yeah or having to go through pain or knowing that that treatment is out there that could potentially give you a better chance but because it's not passed yet mm-hmm. through the process of like FDA then mm-hmm. you know which takes years yeah it takes a lot of time but you're also adding to the research for it by actually attempting it mm-hmm. so he actually did that no one likes to talk about that in the media but let's go ahead so the next one, are, are we are we done with the weed thing? Because we were just talking about weed, we were talking about cancer. <laughs> what else did we cover? Just I guess we were talking about drugs that drugs that help. I mean, we were, well, we were getting close to getting conspirator. Well, conspiracy, I actually, I got one more thing, maybe. Yeah, what you got? So I've seen a lot of my or a lot of people, a lot of drug dealers. How about that? Yeah, that have uh, been accused of dealing and got like prison for mm-hmm. a long time yeah and like what about them because now if it's illegal to sell well they could get licensed licensed to sell well, i'm talking about like people that are in prison right now yeah they were getting exonerated 
there was a guy that I went to high school with. We were decently good friends, and he got caught with like maybe like two or three thousand grams, and they sent him to prison for a while. A lot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sent him to prison for a while. I can't remember like. Intent to distribute. Probably yeah. one of the ones. What's up? I thought you said like forty years or something. Forty years? I, I, can't, I can't remember how long it was, but it was he he also had other things like maybe a handgun or like some, some other registered things. He was hustling, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, that. I think they would lessen his sentence probably. But where do you draw the line? Yeah, like twenty well, grams of weed or well, let's say this three thousand grams of weed. So we got charged on several counts. One of the counts would be possession of marijuana mm-hmm. and then intent to distribute marijuana. So the, whatever years were attributed to those counts, they get taken away if it gets completely federally legalized. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So the other one's like the gun having a, a weapon that's probably not registered to him yeah. or not registered at all, then that would still remain. But if, he, if he's already surpassed those charges, then he would just get released. Cause could you imagine like... You're in prison, and some like you get charged for something in like let's say 2005. Mm-hmm. Like you sold weed, lots of weed, three thousand, and then it's it's now 2020, and someone comes up and they're like, someone else goes to prison, and he's like, hey man, I just heard they're about to legalize weed, and he's like, what? And then he just gets really mad. Mm-hmm. I think they would exonerate them because it not only would that make room in the prison system for people who are actually doing criminal criminal stuff. things. And Trump's tried to do that with his administration as a first step back, just to try to like lessen or at least like get rid of a lot of the um, non-violent, non-violent crimes. crimes. Uh, offenders can be let re- released like mm-hmm. super early or like really mitigate their sentences, which that would all encompass like even for mm-hmm. drug related you know, offenses like, and, and that's actually really negatively impacted Kamala Harris's track record because she put away so many people just for weed. And then now they're getting off, early. you know? So I wonder, I start to wonder like, what's, what's the next drug though? Is there going to be another mainstream? Is there going to be another like drug that everyone uses? Some would say there was the vape thing that was like relatively new. Oh, the vape? Yeah. Because no one really knew anything that, well, that was a very there was no yeah. like research done yeah and they're saying it's bad for you but realistically drink or uh, not drinking smoking tobacco under the age of uh, maybe 18 because that's you what wouldn't know the long term effects until we you, had it long term until you've had it yeah. long term so mm-hmm. yeah. you can't really I don't know you can't really bar something from happening until you know like until it's happened if you can see something like until you've seen like a trend of people having this issue or that issue. Yeah. Like cigarettes, right? They were saying that there's no issues. Like, yeah. Oh, just smoke these cigarettes. And yeah. then smoke a pack a day, wake up in the morning. Yeah, and see if you feel good, dude. Like, trust years, me, trust me. You do not feel good. <laughs> yeah. Years later, they're like, Oh, actually this, this is really bad for you. Yeah. But you can still smoke it. Just mm-hmm. letting you know it's bad for you. Yeah. As long as you put it on the side. Yeah. In small print. Yeah, but it's got a Nike logo reversed backwards on it. So. That's perfect. So dude. it's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you love that stuff. Your psychology, like in your philosophy class, like you did the the pros for this. It's like as you could say, it's like well, we already know that cigarettes kill us. Yeah, and we're allowed to buy that. We're allowed to smoke that. So, yeah, that's just. 
but we don't know. Like, no one's died from weed overdose. As or soon no as those tobacco companies buy up the vape industry, you'll be able to vape. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, they'll <laughs> they'll buy it and then, and then you can they'll get it. all the profit and then they're like, oh, actually, I just found out it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, wait, didn't you just buy that company? And they're like, no. Yeah. Where's the records as they shred it? Well, that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like it's lobbyists, man. It's medical. Everyone's it's just like, in there for lobbyists. money. Yeah, these people's positions, they 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 they, po- they post they post up like it's actual uh, and a moral issue these politicians because it's the easiest way to affect people it's the easiest way to get people on your side is to appeal to them emotionally and they did, but then they'll change their tune like not even a year later like you see it so much in the media if you actually backdate like what people's political positions what they voted for um these politicians voted for and then what they're propping up right now it's like the opposite they've changed their tune so many times it's like you you're not consistent at all well, I changed my mind. It's like, no, you didn't. You got bought out. Which is yeah. why I think that we need to lessen the term limits and get rid of these lobbyists from big, huge corporations. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's not it's not helping us. It's not good. Because it's like, if we're talking about livelihood and trying to steadily progress into an actual progressive, you know, to be an actual progressive as a society, you need to try to make your society as healthy as possible. And this kind of verges into what I was like, what you were talking about, what you were going to do solo with abortion. I don't see any utility in allowing abortion other than the emotional stuff that people will throw out convenience. I'm poor. My kid's going to be poor. I'm like, I can see where it's like, I'm going to die and my child's going to die unless I get an abortion. But that is like 0.01% of all the abortions that happen. And obviously there are amendments and exceptions to policy when it comes to laws like that. You know, like we have full federal illegal marijuana, but there are exemptions medically, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with abortion. So he was like, it's my body, my choice. It's like, it's not though. It's a part of your body right now, but it's not naturally there all the time. Like that is something that's unique DNA wise. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, so I just jumped right into it, so you can go ahead. Not, then, <laughs> yeah, so I see that point, but then you got that standpoint of uh, rape victims. Yeah, that's still one of the fringe yeah, so, deal. Which so, even then, a lot of people that I've, that, um, a lot of stories that I've read, which I haven't seen the statistics for, do not regret having the child after they've actually had the child. They don't regret that. It's actually, they said it's always, almost unanimously, is the best thing to come out of a bad situation. You just hate to see, like, say you were raped by, you're a rape victim, and then you're, well, whoever, whatever um, gender raped you, the same sex comes out to look like the rape vic- or the person that raped you. And then you just hate to see that, like, you have to live with that every day as they grow up. Let's say you're a woman and a man rapes you, and uh, you just grow up every single day seeing them look more and more like the person that raped you. That's, like, my standpoint on it. And But that, per- but, but that baby, that human, deserves to die because you can't handle yeah. the trauma? Exactly. No, like I'm not trying to say. I'm not. No, trying, no, I'm I understand. Trying, I'm empathetic. Yeah, I get what you're saying. 
Yeah. But it's that's that's a that's a separate issue. That's a okay. Well, we can give it up to adoption or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At least give it its shot. It, oh, we'll be in foster care. Our adoption system sucks. Yeah, but it still be freaking alive. Yeah. You know, so, give it a shot, man. So you got that like nine months of carrying that baby, and then you see it. Well, I guess at that point you wouldn't. It wouldn't really resemble the person that you're that raped you. But it could not resemble. What if it doesn't even? What if it takes after you? One hundred percent. I do not look like my dad. I look true. like my mom. You know, what I mean, <laughs> like yeah, my little brother looks like my dad. My sister looks like my mom. Like, bro, like you don't you don't know. It's not born yet, dude. <laughs> Like, that's just my thing. Yeah, you want the bike? I think it all this comes down. Yeah. I think it all comes down to where do you place your value on life? So some things I've been researching, This is, and these are things that could probably be amended too. Yeah. Um, something that... So I'm far along in pregnancy right now. I'm 28 weeks. So I'm in my third trimester. Um, if the baby were to die right now... Mm-hmm. Um, you bring up the issue that they wouldn't be able to remove the fetus if abortion's illegal. And that's that's a real thing. They can't remove it. Yeah. So that means that I would have to be forced to carry the baby full term, knowing that I'm going to give birth to someone who's stillborn, yeah. not alive. Mm-hmm. That causes a lot of psychological issues, which obviously that could probably be amended. But that is, that's one of the concerns that I've thought about. And then, this isn't a proven fact, not yet, in psychology anyway. But a lot of people think that violence is hereditary. So, if you were raped, and you were to give birth to someone who is the seed of that, we don't know yet. But what if it comes up later on that that that's a hereditary trait? I, doubt, I highly doubt it. Hereditary trait. I highly doubt that that's the case. Now, I think that that would be like it's a grand, like it's a very very audacious claim. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I haven't seen any evidence for that because I've heard evidence like that. Well, your your father was a serial killer, so you must have like you know a proclivity for, for, mm-hmm. to be a serial killer. There's no, I'm not no saying that's actual, true. So. I'm just saying like, what now, if that were the case? When it comes to like alcoholism, it's like especially if you were drinking while or sm- or doing hard drugs while you were pregnant, mm-hmm. then yeah, they could be addicted even when they're coming out. But that's not something that's hereditary. That's something that's actually by association because yeah. you're around that you're surrounded by that um you're moving more towards like the not something that's biological and more something that's actually psychological mm-hmm. that, which wouldn't be something that would be hereditary it'd be more of like your i think that would be more of the nurture aspect in the yeah. nature versus nurture so i don't think that that's i think that's a crazy claim that actually i think it's complete bullshit but <laughs> carry on yeah. i mean no, no, no. that's I'm me not, i mean I'm if you show me evidence yeah, yeah but just, like uh, if you see your dad like if say your dad's an alcoholic and you grew up watching your father drink and like well i don't even want to say like like abuse but like you you watch your father um drinking every single day then you might grow up to aspire to be like your father i mean my father wasn't an alcoholic or anything but i'm just saying like from what i see like oh my my dad drank every single day mm-hmm and then they grow up and then they drink every single day. Yeah. And they're just doing 
bad stuff maybe yeah so you see, the same you see your father of... rape somebody every day yeah i mean like man that's i want to be like my fetched. dad man he's really taking charge that's like, pretty really far-fetched, but like <laughs> say you're... I know, that was a, that was a kind of a straw man i'm sorry dude. no that's <laughs> but say your father's like uh i feel like well actually there are like from documentaries there are like racist or not racist but rapists mm. that will go and rape and then come home and live a regular life. But I feel like there could be more, like, items that come along with that. Oh, it's definitely more nuanced and more complex than just um, my son is going to end up being just like me because yeah. that's, like, like personality traits and, and especially, like, psycho, psychopathy and and that's not something that is shown to be hereditary. The only reason I brought that up, or even fancied the idea of that, was because most sexual sex offenders, mm-hmm. once they, they go through psychological testing, a lot of that stuff is in their brain. Like, a different part of their brain is just... Yeah, their neural development has changed. Has and, changed. And I don't think that that is necessarily a natural occurrence. I think that's a developmental occurrence. That's happened because of past trauma. Hopefully so. I really, I mean, I really do believe that. So to an extent, until yeah, until we can actually. Well, they used to say that about gay people that it's actually a hereditary thing. Like you're born gay, but that's come down to that actually be false. People still believe it, but it's actually not. Say it's a psychological thing. It's not. It has. It's been proven that it's not. Like uh, that, you don't. You wouldn't think that that being there such a strong feeling they have you wouldn't think that it let's say the parts of the brain that lights up when let's say I see somebody who I'm attracted to yes would probably do the same same for someone who is gay or has feelings for the opposite sex or I don't know there's people who have feelings for like other things like that would be the case if we we actually had concepts pre-puberty of sexuality we don't have that yeah it's not until you hit puberty that you that you actually have a biological need want to see somebody sexually that way mm-hmm. i mean yeah i had best friends when i was growing up that i absolutely loved and i thought i was like man i was i'd live with this dude man uh, we, we could be like we could be married bro it's like yeah dude let's get married like, we need we we're not like, thinking about sex yeah. you see what i'm saying it's like so the idea of that well I'm gonna go through my entire life. Everything's perfect. I have a good, perfectly fam, fam, like perfect family, and then, bam! I hit puberty, and I'm all like, I want to rape somebody. That's, that that that's not something that's hereditary. It does not make any logical sense. It's like I want to steal somebody's like choice to actually want to be with me, no, just take control over them. That is something that is taught. No, that is something that is seen. Like, uh, just like how people are born with birth defects. There are brain defects that people are... Things yeah, that I'm trigger sure. someone. Yeah, I'm sure there are nuances and there are special cases. Just like, like that... Uh, I don't think that warrants yeah. abortion. I'm just, I'm just trying yeah. to... Look but here's the deal. Sides. Like, it all comes down to it. It's like, I could sit here and I could slippery slope that. It's like, okay, I'm, I say you're, like, you're pregnant and mm-hmm. say... I, mean, I don't want to even put that in there. Say someone's <laughs> pregnant and right? It's like, man, I shouldn't go there. Uh, but like, say someone is pregnant they got, and they, 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 because they got raped. And then they can, they can justify killing their baby because 
if I get born, I will see them inside. I'll see that person that raped me in them every day. And then I won't be able to love them anyway. But I don't want to give them up. I don't want to give them up because what if, because it was so rough or something like that, I actually have medical issues and I'm not actually financially stable right now. It's going to live in poverty and then it's going to grow up to be, uh, you know, a rapist just like its father was. And then it's going to end up in the system and someone's going to kill it or they're going to kill somebody else. Do you, that's the slippery slope fallacy. And here's the thing is that you also do not know. You do not know. You're, you're playing God that you already know how your a life is going to end up. I have no idea what you guys are going to be like five years from now. I have no idea. And me trying to actually... I, it's my choice to decide what this life is going to do is like, that's the most arrogant thing I could think of. Yeah. I mean, you're right, but just seeing the person... I don't I'm not... I'm not even like. I don't even think that's really the issue. I I know I do know a lot of. Um, I do know it does cause some trauma to the children of rape victims, um, if they are um, still in like if you were to take on that responsibility and keep them in, and then the mother is cold to them. When they do find that out, it does cause psychological issues because it's not their fault. Yeah, but that goes back to what I was saying before. Is like I've I've have read a lot of cases to where some women have carried their baby to term, and and they were thinking about giving it up for adoption because mm-hmm. they didn't want to kill it, but they ended up keeping it. This is rape victims, and they said that like it was the most like it was the best thing to come out of that entire scenario because in in all actuality, they it, it, they they felt drawn they do they love this baby we were talking before about how like all like the hormones and the psychology behind being pregnant and carrying a baby and then whenever you have the baby all this like rec- this uh, the like we're talking specifically about the chemicals mm-hmm. is that you feel drawn in love towards this thing and this is yours responsibility and this is, i am yours you're mine like there's a part of me inside of you and i gotta love that part do you see what i'm saying yeah. so i think it's a change it's a difference of mentality yes there is trauma that's that that goes on but i don't think that should be a detriment to having a baby to for the baby to be able to live because of your trauma and even though that you were a victim of something that was horrible and i fully see that i still will stand with the life man oh yeah that was that was talking about the the rape victim's trauma i'm talking about the child's trauma yeah and the child's trauma but i'm saying that that's not always the case but but are there laws that like have the, the the person that raped you from staying away, like without like hardcore evidence. Like say you waited, and months go by, and you're like, oh, actually, he no, raped he was me. the one that raped me. And yeah, and then they're like, but how can I believe you? It's never been charged. Yeah, yeah. So so are there like laws stating that this man or I guess woman in some cases cannot be around the child because. Because then, not only does it could it could the child look like the rape victim, or the not the victim but the person that rape the raped what are the, the raper the rapist the rapist yeah. <laughs> the Sorry, rapist it's not, funny. not only could they look like the rapist but then you have the rapist coming around to see the baby because it's quote unquote their baby. I actually have seen that. I have seen rapists file yeah. a suit against the woman and be like, "Well, that's my kid too." And I'm sure there are cases like that. 
but I still want to kind of double. I want to. I want to actually go back to what I said previously. That that's still ninety three percent of abortions are convenience abortions. They had nothing yeah. to do with rape. They had nothing to do with the problem with the baby or yeah. the pregnancy medically. It had nothing to do, but other than that idea that well, are they going to be born into poverty or I just don't have the time? I'm a career person. Whatever. That's that's the thing. And that... that's what we're trying. That's what pro lifers are actually trying. Like all those other cases, case by case basis. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll settle with that. I'll settle with that. Yeah. Case by cases. Do I agree with it? No. But case by case basis. All right. But when it comes to the, I just do not want to have this baby because yeah. I had yeah. unsafe sex and I don't want to deal with the responsibility. I do not believe that you should be allowed to legally abort your baby. Yeah. If you can successfully carry that baby to term, then you should be able to do it. So something that I like about the Libertarian Party candidate, Joe Jorgensen, yeah. Um, right now is that one of her policies that she wants to put in place is to make birth control more affordable. Yeah. Birth control is extremely affordable. People don't talk about this. If you don't have insurance, an IUD it can cost can cost up to five thousand dollars. A Nuvaring, which is a monthly or a pill, those are up to one hundred and fifty dollars a month, just for birth control. So a lot of people who are in like impoverished places where Planned Parenthood is and where they uh, what do you say? Those are the communities there. Yeah. They're placed. Exactly. They're inner city communities. Yeah. They um, are strategically in because, like, the person who started that was an actual racist and a eugenicist. Yes. Like, she, what was her name again? I forget her I name. I forget too. I always forget her name. But, but I, knew, I do birth know control that. control is really expensive and you can't get it over the counter. So, if people are in a situation where this is an argument that a lot of people have when they argue abortion, uh, like sexual assault or family incest, um, I think. If birth control was over the counter and more affordable, then a lot of those um, abortions would be cut back. And that's because mm-hmm. it would be more available for people to get. Because you have to, if you are younger, so you have to have a permission to go get birth control. Like you cannot, can't go to the, you can't just go get put on. It's a hormone. Yeah. It is. It's something that messes with your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hormonal treatment, and you have to go to a special. Most of the time, you have to go to a specialized OBGYN to get it. Yeah. And so, doing that, if you were in a situation where you needed that, um, to where you didn't have to go through abortion, because abortion is not only extremely traumatic to yourself, but it could cause you to not be able to have yeah. children in the future. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I know which a lot is of like people who fairly um, affirmed my my standing too. I know a lot of people who have, who have um, gone through with abortion that are not. And I don't hate children. these people that do, man. No. I, I get it. It's a hard. It's it's not easy. It's not. It's a it's a huge life decision. You know, like well. But people who actually look at the process of abortion and what you have to go through to abort a child is extremely traumatic. Yeah. You're you're taking they're taking, uh, a straw basically, putting it inside your cervix and sucking a baby straight out. Um, which is hard for me because being pregnant, I've been going through this stuff, and at 12 weeks, we were able to hear our baby's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You can hear a baby's heartbeat as early as eight weeks. Yeah. They have a heartbeat. My baby at 20 weeks was had all of his organs, and at 24 mm-hmm. weeks, they're able to live outside of your outside of your womb. And then, like you see now, like the Democrats that are pushing abortion. Yeah, they're saying it's not a life until it's outside of the womb, or so, even later. So now, where my baby kicks me, he responds to light, 
Yeah. He responds to music. He responds to my voice. Mm-hmm. They're saying, oh, that's okay. We can kill that baby. That's not a human And being. I would... Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's hard for me to... I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm against abortion, 100%. I just like to be able to look at both sides of it. Yeah, and I think we should, for um, sure. But, yeah, it's hard for me because that I absolutely know for a fact that my baby is thinking and he has a heartbeat and he's a person because he responds to me. I know he's there and I know mm-hmm. I live with him every day. So <laughs> it's hard for me to look at that and be like, how can you even say that? How can you have kids and say that? Yeah. Because what if that were you in that situation? And another thing, me and, uh, me and somebody had a conversation about this. And I didn't even think of it on this side of it, but what happens when you irresponsibly have sex with somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not only on you because it takes two to tango, but you want an abort as a female. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> you want to abort as a female, but he doesn't want you to. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. That's, that's, that's rarely come up, but it actually is a thing. And he it can't stop you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and that so it's her really body, hard. her choice. Exactly. It's not. I don't. I think we need to change that. I think it's like we both decided to do this. Exactly. It's a hard. It's a hard thing to talk about because the male in the situation there, like, yeah, it's your body, but that's his too. I don't mind being a single dad, man. My like, my I'm, philosophy. I'm for real. Yeah. On the whole scenario. There you go. Bring it back. My philosophy, yeah. man. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. My philosophy, <laughs> the project I'm doing. No, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. My philosophy on the scenario is uh, I believe abortion should be illegal. And I'm against abortion. But I say. No, no, no. I say there should be an exception to policy. I'm sure, yeah. Like, everything should have an exception to policy because... There are extenuating circumstances that we have are, not factored in. like, yeah. rare factors. I, I don't even know if I should say rare because... Nowadays They're not happens, statistically overwhelming. Yeah, like, scientists... They're not the look, majority. Scientists aren't looking at these factors. And that's when I say, like, an exception because scientists, scientists aren't looking at rape. They're not looking at stuff stuff like that. So I believe there should be an exception to policy. I don't know who it would go under, like who would look at the exception. Who would regulate it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I believe They probably have to be come up through the courts. Because if you're legislating you have to go through the courts. Someone have to appeal and go to court. So that's why you start you start hearing these things when it's mm-hmm. all like, Well, it was, you know, Gladwell versus the state of Illinois. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it would be like that. And then they would be like, that's that's what other people, that goes all the way up to the Supreme Court level. And then they would pass it federally. Yeah. So it would have to go through that most likely. But I do agree with you. I yeah, think that there should, there should be, be exceptions. Uh, exceptions. If, uh, because, that's what I said. To start off with, yeah. I'm fully, I'm, I'm like, yeah. cool. Well, as don't long as we can just pass that. Had unpredicted sex. Yeah, my thing is like, as long as we can pass to where we can cut out that 93%, yeah. And then all those other ones, then we can start figuring out what's going on with that. That's fine. Whether I agree with it or not, I still don't agree with it um, because I still consider that to be a life. And yeah. I do not know how that life is going to turn out. I don't know what that life's going to impact, good or ill, but it still deserves a chance. And that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's my philosophy. So, but I mean, I can't 
force my philosophy onto everybody else, but I think that everyone can agree that 93% just because of convenience shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I think that we're both on the same page on that for sure. But I think they should know that all exceptional policies don't really work. Like someone, like depending on the court or whoever's yeah. there, might be like, they might have wanted that circumstance. Yeah. And they might say, like, let's deal with it. So, yeah, dude. just because you were raped doesn't mean that, even if it was the case, that they might not approve it. Even if, like, you wish it would. That just sometimes depends on the court. Yeah. I don't know. Adoption is always a thing. You can yeah. always call CPS, and then they can. You know, whenever like CPS can come and check on the child, oh. whenever because CPS that CPS is a terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible system. Well, we've got a lot. I mean, I'm saying is that we have there's still options that you can do, and you can do research to try to figure out how to deal with any situation that you have. What? There are always people looking for surrogates. What that? Yeah, yeah, it's right there, right next to the. Like when you walk in, like when you walked in, it's like right there. There are always really, really good families looking for surrogates. Yeah. Um, and families that are constantly searching out adoptions. We definitely need to fix the adoption system because, like my my brother and my brother and sister in law, they try to do it, and it just did not. It was so. I think we need crazy. to start with a government funded, uh, government funded programs like DHR and Child Protective Services. Yeah. Because they're, uh, let's just say. They don't do their job. I'm not going to bring up my own personal circumstances. Yeah, so like social I've work and stuff. Yeah. seen those companies, I've, or not companies, I've seen those organizations at work firsthand. I've dealt with them. Not with my own children, but myself. Um, they're not good. They they don't have the child at... Um, the child's interest The child's work, interest yeah. in mind. At, for example, a well-known case, Gabriel Hernandez was proven and shown several times to have child abuse and left there in that household with parents that eventually killed him. Mm. So, and CPS did nothing about it. They just let it happen. There's a documentary you can watch on that. Yeah, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that there's there's corruption in any system. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. There is corruption in any system. But we we have to be active to to readjust Mm -hmm. continuously. The issue that I have right now is that we're focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. I think that society, like, for instance, I don't see anything on the mainstream news media about Save Our Children. It's all social media. Absolutely. And it's all independent news organizations that are and journalists that are covering it. But there's nothing in the mainstream. So it's like, that's a bigger issue. Human trafficking is a bigger issue than race relations right now. Which is why I brought up CPS and, like, ICE. Because yeah. a lot of kids have gone missing from those organizations and mm-hmm. they just turned a blind, blind eye because it's government funded. Yeah. So we need we need investigations into these corrupt systems. And not internal investigations. But not, just, not, not to abolish the system Mm-mm. that's in place to adjust and to try to make it to where it's harder to become corrupt later. Yeah. And that's, what, that's the way our judicial system started. That's the way our whole country started. We built amendments up and we had a constitution that's had the ability to be amended yeah so that we can continue to grow because they didn't they weren't perfect they didn't know what needed to be amended, amended or ratified and readjusted so absolutely like everything is oh yeah dude just go over there just grab one of those <laughs> yeah um it's that's that's my i mean 
I think that people are constantly trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to social issues. Yeah. They're like, this whole country is corrupt. Well, there is corruption in this country. So we should just destroy the country and, and then create a new one on the top of its ashes. That's not going to work. Kind of what you said earlier, we just kind of need to drain the swamp. Yeah. Get rid of all the people who have been in for 40 years and haven't yeah. done anything to change Thank anything. You so much. Unclog the drain. It's mm -hmm. like the drain still works. It's just yeah. you gotta unclog the drain. Listen to you me. You gotta get rid of right, the people who haven't done anything to make a difference or make a change. Absolutely. And the, and, the, and that's what that's why I think that we need the term limits. Yeah. The major politicians. Like we're getting into politics now. I hope you're okay with that. I see you over here open the bottle yeah. with. Right. <laughs> oh, actually, let me put this. Oh, damn it. Yeah, oh, actually had one? He has a new card he's been trying to use. Oh, man. I got this, here. like, 20 and one. Oh, card. yeah? <laughs> I, I've got to put it to the test sometime tonight. You just grab you one, dude. You can have one of these. All right, let me finish this first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as you like IPAs. Ooh, that's tasty. You want to taste it? You know a germaphone, are you? What's that? You can have a sip if you're not, right. if you're not big about germs. I promise I'm clean. <laughs> you're good, dude. It's Chris. That's Chris stuff right there, dude. I bought like three different types of IPAs. I can do that. Yeah. I can't do those like the stouts. It tastes like those ones that taste like it came straight from the wilderness. Like yeah, like they like soaked it in pine cones. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that what sounds I mean? more like craft beer. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I like coffee beer. I like this. Probably will tell you, but I like Bud Light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just like a water, no shame, man. A no water shame. tasting, not too heavy. But I also like those thick beers that taste like, like beer or coffee. Yeah. Stuff like that. What? <laughs> I, I think that everyone has their own taste. I, I that's something I don't ever. Like people are like pineapple on pizza. Like people that have like pineapple pizza, they're like, they should just like burn in hell. I'm like, dude, like, that's their own. That's their that's taste, taste bud. They can't change that, man. You cannot like, change your taste buds. Dude, I mean, acquire taste. You is, can keep trying something, and then maybe yeah. you'll acquire a taste to it. But I'm not gonna like fight. Oh. I'm not gonna get on a Twitter battle over like pineapple on pizza or <laughs> beer. Be on a Twitter or, battle over anything. I love, like I, I don't pineapple. care about that. That doesn't matter to me. Me, it's like what it. My, yeah. It's like philosophy. Like philosophy is something that I will discuss. Theology is something that I'll like. I'll go to bat for my for mine, and I'll but I'll listen. I'll listen, and I'll try to see it. Like for instance, you're bringing up the points about rape and incest and and medical issues and then i brought up the statistic they're showing that that's actually a very minute percentage of yeah. the overall stuff so we need to regulate it. see it's like i looked into the opposition and i've looked into like okay so i still believe this but people believe this i i recognize and i empathize and i see this issue so let's look at that so i do with that with theology and i'll do that with philosophy i'll do it politically i don't care what you eat dude like, I don't care what you like to drink. True. It's like, I do not care. Like, that's not a thing that I'll die over. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this this whole election stuff is just, it's getting, it's crazy. It's probably, I'm almost, like, excited that I'm living in this time in a weird way. And it sounds masochistic, but it's actually not, because I have to really, I have to really articulate it correctly. Brooklyn. We're living in the most polarizing time. Brooklyn was talking about, what were you saying about... This whole COVID nineteen thing with the politics and then the riots and then everything. I don't know like what that. you're talking about. Yeah. I talk about no. that every day. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you can you, you explain? Yeah, you, you, were, you were talking about 
putting bricks in places. Oh, uh, yeah, a lot of this stuff is... Well, okay, so I'm sure that a lot of this stuff is real, yes. But I definitely do think a lot of it is... Okay, so if you have something that is useful to you... I mean, it's not a good situation, but you can make it useful to you. Never let a crisis go to to race. And a lot of people... Yeah, and a lot of people who happen to be Democrats... Um, are using this to put strain on the person who's in office now. Yes. Like, so what better way to make someone look bad than blame all the things in the world that are happening on them? Well, even even more so, I would say even constructing or actually constructing a narrative of crap that has led to the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, shutting down the country, right? We did it. We're going to do it for 15 days, is what they said. Federal government even said it. 15 days, we'll let you... Well, we're just going to make sure that we have enough medical ability to be able to house enough people if it does get bad. We want, we're going to get through the first wave. You heard that first wave. And then we're going to open up everything. And then they're like, never mind, it's too bad. <laughs> never mind, it's too bad. Now, how many months are in? Then there's a lot of different states and huge cities still locked down you know and that's that hurts the economy but why is the economy being hurt why is it only the democratic cities that are locking down so strenuously and they happen to be like the big money centers too um because president trump was running on his economy he was running on his lowest unemployment rate he was running on the economy being crazy the dow was being at the highest it's ever been the stock market the highest it's ever been now it's dead it's it sucks right now right a lot of people think that trump's like trying to fuel this and it's not that like okay so the stimulus the stimulus bill Mm -hmm. trump actually put another package in works and a lot of people just smacked it down in congress because we are one of the only countries in the world that is that is gave their country twelve hundred dollars everyone else has helped their country out you know, gave them a bunch of stimulus money to actually help them through. And then right now there are, we talked about this other day, there are 40 million Americans right now facing eviction. Um, and who, who are we going to blame? Let's blame the president. Because, but it's not the president. He can't do this alone. That's why we have... Local governments, yeah, state governments. We have yeah. governors and we have people who have to back our president... For him to be able to do what he needs to do for our country to thrive. And people don't, they just blame him. Yeah. Like in Portland, Washington, whenever he said he wanted to send it to the National Guard, and he proposed it. And then the governors have to sign off on it. They have to say, yes, we would like your help. Because that's the separation of powers. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand what government is. They don't understand our legal, like any of our judicial systems. They have no, I have no understanding of what the country that they actually live in. They think that... The president, like President Trump, is literally like the king. He's he not doesn't a king. have power without he having has executive the backing of issues. Else. He has executive power to yeah. be able to give everyone a stimulus check and through the IRS, but he doesn't have executive power to like send troops into every little old city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't do that unless you know. There's a probable reason. Yeah. Well, they, they say yes. Proper, yeah. Probable reasons. Yeah. I mean, there is a case to be made that he could actually. Uh, 
throw out the Insurrection Act, which would be kind of like a martial law esque thing, but not not to the extent of forever. You know what I mean? Like for now, we're going to martial law for the foreseeable future. It would just be like Insurrection Act. They're burning down your city. I'm sending in the troops, whether you like it or not. Which is some case. Some people have been saying they should do that in Portland because the governor's house was freaking the mayor's house. I think it was his outside of his condo they were shooting off fireworks into the into the freaking condo and he's like going into hiding now and i don't think like i don't think all these people who a lot of most people who are in these protests are doing it for the right reason because they're trying to they feel like they are well that's but not everyone not everyone started these protests because they wanted to go rob people but some people have looked at it as a opportunity, like oh, all yeah. this stuff's going on, I'm gonna go do this. Well, this is what this this actually gets into the sociolo- sociological and psychological like relevance. So there's something that's called like in the mob the mob mentality, mm-hmm. right? So you have one or few a cup a few people that are saying like we're burning down the Nike store because this is what it is, and so they like charge, and then everyone else that normally wouldn't do that are like. Free Nikes. <laughs> Not even that. Just to burn it down. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh-oh. It's like you get a few people that are like, we're doing this because it is right. It's like, it's the brave heart, like, it's the brave heart speech thing. It's like rallying the troops. But it's like, we weren't really here. We were just here to throw our signs around. Now I'm going to use my sign to actually break the windows because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. And it's so much easier to go with the flow than be like, hey, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't be doing this, man. How hard is it to be able to do that? Do you see what I'm saying? That's the problem. But still, they should be held responsible because you needed to be able to at least get away from that situation, but not join it. So yes, there are a few people that are doing that, but it's all false narratives because people are not looking at the nuances of these cases of police brutality that are actually making the news. And every single case should be handled on a case-by-case basis through the mm-hmm. judicial system. And I understand the argument that, well, cops will get off free, you know, because they pick, take care of themselves. I agree on that. We should do an investigation. We should figure out. We should have people that hold cops account- accountable. We should start working to... M- ratify the, the like the unions which is why i always say yeah. no internal investigation but that's not but you burning down things oh, no. and and protesting like that that was going to inevitably lead to violence knowing that antifa out there is trying to incite violence and that yeah. people are already emotional and it's really easy to get mad than it is to be rational mm-hmm. so go and try to appeal and then vote for people in your local governments that will take it up the chain to actually get them to do investigations on this corruption when it comes to police brutality. But even then, the percentages of police brutality in cases that are actually deemed true police brutality are so low compared to the sex trafficking and the human trafficking stuff that it's not even worth talking about. It's almost like a non-issue. It is a narrative that's being pushed right now. Um... It def- that the protests and everything that's going on, the police brutality. I I actually do think that is a big mask, um, of the human trafficking. Believe it or not, human trafficking is one of the number one industries in the world, and people don't believe that. But no, it, it has it, been. It is. It's been. It's since the since human recorded history. Really, it's not something that we see. It's not something. It's it's a what? It's a silent enemy. You can't. 
a lot of that stuff's on the dark web. It's hard to fight. It's hard to... We know it's there, but we just don't know the scope. Yeah, you can't... But it, it is one of the number one industries We're not in told the, the scope. Yeah. And I think a lot of these company or a lot of these government agencies and people kind of just turn their heads because they're funded. Yep. So That's true. I mean, like I said, every every system in every country because I could sit here and be like Oh, there's so many other countries that are doing better. Like even oh, like what you were saying. Oh, human trafficking is worldwide. No, I know that. I'm not talking about. I'm talking okay. about broad scope. Like, okay. It's just like I can look at other countries and be like, oh, they're doing so great. You know what I mean? But then I go to the. I've met somebody that came from Russia, and I was always like, like, is Russia really that bad? And uh, she she was a, for, a foreign exchange student, and she was going to Valdosta University in uh, South Georgia, and I was asking her, I was like, what do you think about Putin? She's like, I hate Putin. <laughs> And she was like, and she was really funny because she actually spoke really good English, but she would always end her stuff like, I promise you. She would always be like, I promise you. She used that as a period. I don't know. She would always do that. I promise you. She would say that all the time. And I was like, so what is it like, what is it like in Russia and versus being in America? She's like, like, you can say whatever you want in America. It's the best. And I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, I was like, Russia's so big. Are you like, you're not from Moscow. She's like, no, but still. People come in there and they're always questioning you and making sure that you're not uh, using dissenting words and stuff. And I was like, dude, are you for real? Like, so there is like a huge, like, you can't, if you're going to use the internet, like, you can't be saying stuff that's against your government. Big Do you know what I mean? It, it really is. And it, but it's so obvious and blatant. And then they've been trying to get Putin out for a long time, but they can't because he controls everything. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it's very... There's, a, there's authoritative and there's authoritarian and there's totalitarianism, right? So that is complete totalitarianism, just as it's the same way that China has been totalitarian. We're more of an authoritative country. We want to give you your, your anonymity, I guess your autonomy, sorry, autonomy, as much as we can within protecting you with the things that you can't control that are going to negatively impact you. So there's a balance within that. But other countries, the ones in the West are doing pretty good. They're still, eh. But they have no problem with talking about us because we're so media-driven that everyone wants to talk about how America is. Because we're the top dogs. We're the top dogs, man. Everyone always is interested in what America is doing. There's a reason for that. It's because we are the epicenter of everything that matters. That's a big deal. We're... These other countries have been alive a lot longer than we have. We've been alive for like 200 plus years. We're the influence of the world. Kind of the first people to do it. And we're, it's been working, but now it's starting to die. It's starting to get crazy. And we, how did we get here? Like True. They say that America was is built, it was a systemically racist country from the beginning it's horrible and it sucks we should tear down the statues we should tear down we should rip up the history books and then rewrite it and just like you're standing on the on the shoulders of giants that created this amazing for they were tearing down the statues but this is something i feel weren't they they like like statues that have been there since like long time i don't know long time you know, that's all I know. You know, in Germany, they never they never destroyed the concentration camps. They're really? museums. No, oh, they're museums now. Why didn't they destroy them? You don't well, want to. You want to know your history. I knew that there were museums, but I didn't know 
They keep them that open. They d- yeah. I don't know why, but I never put two and two together. That, yeah. That's why they never... They didn't touch them, man. In People fact, they say. keep it clean because they want to remember. That's the deal. Like, if you want to talk about to the Confederate and the it's, Civil it's, War, it's important to keep that the statues so that we can remember it. It doesn't matter if he's like standing in a very like superimposed. You know, they didn't build those statues until after the war. They built them because it's like, we were one nation. Now we're back to being one nation. Because and we'll person. give you the credence for a fight well fought. You did a good job, Confederates. But and So we're going to erect a statue of... You're a general that did a really good job and actually leading his people in a fight, even though you're wrong and we won. It was like a, it was an olive branch, dude. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think there'll there will ever be a statue of Trump? Or if there might be some now, I don't know. I think it depends on how things go. I think it depends on if he gets a second term. I think like, it depends on towards the end of his. Uh... Yeah, I think it depend. I think it will depend on how how much what he has done policy-wise actually uh, if it affects things positively. I think of that a lot. Like, there's a lot of people that hate, like, absolutely hate Trump, but then there's a lot of people that, like, would die for Trump. Well, here's it. The people that hate Trump and the people that would die for him. First, I'll start with the people that hate Trump. The people that hate Trump, if you ask them, why do you hate Trump? They'll say he's a sexist, he's a racist, he's a bigot. Then you ask him, how is he a racist, how is he a sexist, and how is he a bigot? Give me examples on all those. Well, it'll be like Stormy Daniels. It was like, so he cheated on his wife, right? He's not a, he's not a, he's not a sexist, right? Oh, well, what about him like grabbing him by the, by the, by the whatever? It was like, okay, fair enough, locker, locker room talk. But he never said he did. He said they would let you. Mm-hmm. He said, once you're, once you're famous, they'll let you just grab them. A lot you know of people I mean? cut out the whole quote and just say yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't get the full context, but that's fine. All right, fair enough. Like, when, when it comes to racism, how is he a racist? He's like, well, he said some racist stuff. Well, what? Well, he wants to build a wall. Yeah, to stop illegal immigration. Illegal immigration. He never said he didn't like immigrants. So, it's like, the more you go into it, they don't actually know why. They, it's just talking points. They don't know anything deeper as to why. They don't have any evidence as to why. It's so the people what they hear. And the people that are absolutely in love with Trump, that absolutely love with Trump, just don't like the social justice warrior mentality. They really just hate it. They hate being judged by living, by being white, by being a Christian, by being whatever, by being a Republican. They hate being called xenophobic. They hate being called racist. They hate being called all this just because they're just living their life, you know? I'm walking on the street, and then this, this black person is like, what's your white privilege, dude? He's like, for real? Like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking I'm just living... I'm eating a shit sandwich just like you, all right? Like, we're, yeah. we're literally shopping at Publix together, you know? We're at Whole Foods together. Publix. Are you really going to be talking to me Fucking about Publix. white privilege and black privilege? And... Publix, man. Yeah. It's we like, don't have that where I'm from. Dude, Publix is great. But I, I should have said Whole Foods because more of the, like the really the I've never even heard of that like that. Yeah, well, I, I was I'm a Walmart dude, man. I, I, Walmart, we get Hy-Vee. Have you heard of Hy-Vee? I haven't. Uh, H-E-B is what I got. Oh, H-E-B that's, was that's kind of it's probably kind of weird. Yeah, but it sounds like Hy-Vee. So Hy-Vee is a Texas company. Yeah, so you hear yeah, I'm these from like, Texas, dude. I'm you hear these <laughs> like you got this Midwestern Hy-Vee. Everyone's like, Hy-Vee, how the hell do you spell that? And it's just weird, like, 
these random weird companies in between like each place is just I don't know it's just weird like you ask a midwestern person I'm from Ohio yeah. and you're like have you heard of hy they're like oh hy I can't believe you heard of that no like, I, I actually get you dude I yeah get it's just weird about. like Whataburger that's what I was about to pull up I was actually I've about never to say heard that. of Whataburger like, people were talking about oh Whataburger I've never been to Texas until my brother joined the Air Force and went to BMT. And then my dad was like, Whataburger? Should we go to Whataburger? And I was like, I don't know. So we just go to Whataburger. Was it fire, like, bro? It was, was like, it hey, this is, this is actually better than like our like fast food restaurants. We should That's re- the dog! We should recognize <laughs> this. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm in Texas. At, a, at our uh, airman in training AIT and that's where I go for like our McDonald's like it's like yo Whataburger so we're all like instead of McDonald's or Checkers you ever heard of Checkers? I haven't heard of Checkers before. Checkers is like a min- midwest it's rallies it's rallies it's the same thing as rallies parties okay. Har- they're all through no, the same company no not Hardee's they are all the well, same they're company. owned by the same no company. Hardee's I don't know about Hardee's <laughs> Hardee's rallies and Checkers are all through the same that blew my mind okay (laughs) but uh, if that's true then okay but all I know is Hardy's Earth (laughs) is checkers in rallies and it's just they're known for their fries yeah yeah so there's like there's there's cultural differences in like different ways where places that you that you live yeah Hardy's rallies and checkers are, are all owned by the same person oh my god they're all one chain. Why well, I, I have learned a lot of things on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but but the fact that Harley or this is the most important thing. This is, <laughs> this is the thing that I would tell my parents. Screw philosophy. Did you know that all these people own this? They are the same thing. That is crazy to me. That's crazy. Now, are you saying like they're owned by uh, the same company? Kind of like Darden yeah, what, what's, like, what's the actual I'm going to go grab another beer. Yeah. If that's okay. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up now. I think that we're going to wrap it up because I definitely need to, I need to pee. And I need to grab another beer, too. And we can, we're going to continue our conversation as well after this. But, yeah, yeah you, we're going to use that, dude. I got the beer opener. Thank you guys so much for coming. If you want to listen to this podcast, um, you can listen to it on Spotify under Lost Out Podcast as well as Apple Podcasts. You can also email the podcast and give me uh, questions, advice, whatever, or suggestions or criticisms um lost out podcast at yahoo.com and uh eventually we're going to be start moving into youtube and just doing some video stuff but that's going to be a few months from now so don't don't quote me on it but anyway you want to say anything before we go no we're good you want to say anything before we go she'd be like hey have a good day have a good day all right thank you guys for listening to us we'll catch you guys next time bye-bye
This is only the beginning. 